Hi again, Browns fans. Welcome to the best podcast available. Episode number 15. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble, Jeff McDaniel behind the scenes, spinning the dials coming up on the program today. Rookie running back Demetric Felton out of UCLA, our sixth round pick, will join the program and to talk a little bit about rookie minicamp, his experiences and the craziness of the last couple weeks from draft day to ending up here in the city of Cleveland for rookie minicamp weekend. Gribbs, a much different look for rookie minicamp uh, in 2021. It was good to have a rookie minicamp. 18 players in the building. Eight of them were drafted, five undrafted, three tryouts, and then two non-rookies but considered first-year guys. 18 players in all spending the weekend here in Cleveland with the coaching staff. And uh, it just – it was a great weekend, especially on Friday. The weather was perfect, and I know it was just an hour workout that we got to see, but a, a lot to see and a lot to take in, and it's always good when that opportunity comes. Yeah, it, and you know it was an example of something that I think we're doing a lot of over the last year, and, it, and it, it, maybe we'll learn more about this in 2022, but I thought as much as it maybe wasn't the best thing to watch because it was pretty – they weren't really doing much football stuff. It seemed like it was a lot of individual stuff, a lot of teaching, not a ton of movement, honestly, just a lot of small drills, learning, everything like that. Not, not the best to watch, but part of me wonders, is this the future of rookie mini camps? And, and I say that in that this was a unique experience where say, uh, I think you guys have mentioned this a bunch on CBD. James Hudson was the only offensive lineman out there. He got one-on-one tutorial for three straight days on field in meeting rooms with Bill Callahan, Scott Peters, the whole crew. I mean, that, that is stuff that will not happen again the rest of his time with the Browns. There's always going to be other people in the room, and it, it's really a good chance for the coaches to get to know what they have with their rookies and really just the one-on-one -on -one teaching. You can get a lot done in that time period. And maybe this doesn't correlate to other positions. Maybe it's better – say if you're a wide receiver to not be the only one running routes and, and doing stuff like that. Maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe it's better to have a bunch of different defensive backs to go up against each other. But part of me wonders, is this the end of the era of just filling your rookie mini camp with like 50 tryout guys to just make it look like a football practice? Because I think that this was an incredibly valuable weekend for these players and now puts them on a good path forward to kind of make the most out of the rookie season. And frankly, they're getting opportunities now that the previous rookie class just didn't have. Yeah, and not only that, plenty of reps. Um, it's interesting when you when you bring up, you know, is this the future or not the future? I mean, our roster is loaded. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. We got a lot of guys. Would we have the same attitude if we were Jacksonville? Right. You know, I mean, that's – I think it's hard to determine if it works for everybody or not, but from a learning standpoint – I don't think it can be questioned. Uh, I mean, these guys, these guys were literally the focal point for three consecutive days. Yeah. And there is obviously some downsides. I mean, you, with the group that Browns had, you can't even do seven on seven. I mean, there was, it was, it, that's, that's limiting. And I think that's, that's something that you didn't see. I mean, back when we used to watch rookie mini camp a few years ago, I mean, it was like, it was just like a normal practice outside of no pads, no hitting things like that, but it looked like a football practice. And, and so that's the obvious downside of this. I just wonder now if going forward, you, you take a more targeted approach, especially when you're a, a contending team like the Browns, 
so you kind of figure out what you have and get that one-on-one experience with your rookies before the the vets join the mix in the coming days. All right. Is there a big takeaway from the weekend, from what we saw for the hour? Is there something that stood out in a press conference with someone, uh, whether it was a player or with Coach Stefanski? I think just the, to me, what stood out was the happenings of Friday as, as the one big news event was you saw the, the unmasking of some of these coaches. I think it was, a, it was like a symbolic sign of progress of where we're at in managing the, the pandemic. And we now have our first pictures of Kevin Stefanski maskless on our website that, that we just haven't had uh, over the past years. I think that was a takeaway. I think, as mentioned by a lot of people, the physical presence of Malik McDowell was something that really stood out. I mean, that is a guy that looks, you understand why he was a second round pick a few years ago. And obviously a lot of stuff has happened with, with Malik over the past few years, but uh, appears to be in a good spot now and, and is going to have to compete. And I think it's, you, you can look the part, but we, we've seen a lot of guys look the part, but, but it doesn't translate onto the football field. So it's going to have to translate onto the football field, but he's entering a position competition where, if he's good enough, he's going to make it. And, and I think that the, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I think physically he looks ready to go. We'll see what, 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 what carries out in, in the competition. And honestly, outside of the, the news with Tony Fields, with him dealing with a foot injury, I think all these guys came through the weekend healthy. That's, that's always a takeaway from, from rookie minicamp. So these guys are in a good spot to get into this OTA portion of, of the offseason program and, and put themselves in, in a good position to start learning the offense, learning the defense, and getting comfortable being on a team that is going to be a contender. And I think that the, the standards are high, and, and they know that for a lot of these guys, it's real uphill battles for to earn any playing time. And for some of the, even the top guys, all these guys are going to have to earn their spot on, on, on in terms of the rotations. Well, and I think when, when you take a look at things that stood out or what stood, you know, so what someone said, what Kevin Stefanski had to say about 2020 is over. Like we need to stop talking about it in our building. We need to move on from it. The media needs to move on. Like that happened last year. And, and I think his message to the rookies, and I think it will be a little bit of a challenge maybe to the veterans, you know, it's easy to, to sit back and go, wow, look at the year we had. And, you know, it, it's, it's, we're just going to build off of that. Well, you can in certain aspects, but the biggest thing you need to do is wipe the slate clean and literally you're starting on ground on the ground floor. And I think that was a big message that I took away from him uh, last week in his press. Yeah. And, and the schedule makers didn't do uh, the team any favors no. with forgetting about 2020, because yeah. I think that it, 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 I think the players already got asked about it. Uh, Stefanski has been asked about it multiple times now you've got that opening matchup with the chiefs and that's going to bring back all sorts of conversation memories of the past season. You're seeing where you're at from last year to this year. It's just going to, that that's the one matchup that if you're trying to wipe away 2020, that's the one you didn't want on there. So I think that's, that's going to be the the mental hurdle that this team is going to have to, to carry. And I, I think that for a lot of these players who have been around since 2019, you coming off two awful, season opening performances. I mean, that the truly dreadful season opening performances the last two years. So I think the focus should be, you got to show up better than you've shown up the last couple of years. And I think the vast majority of these players have been on the team since 2019. And I think that should be the sense of urgency, not playoff revenge. You just got to represent yourselves better when the season gets going. 
the other big takeaway, you mentioned Malik McDowell, but that that position had the most players yeah. <laughs> in terms of working with coaches uh, at rookie minicamp. You've got Marvin Wilson, you got Malik McDowell, you got Tommy Togiai. They all bring something different. And they, all three of them were very impressive looking <laughs> in the way yeah. they handled their business and just their stature on the football field. Yeah, three completely different body types and three in terms of what you're looking for at the position. And it's three guys that probably are going into this thinking, I've got a good shot at contributing. And, and I think that we'll see how this plays out, especially when you mix in some of the veterans. We haven't seen Andrew Billings on the field for the Browns since he's been with the Browns. So it'll be interesting to see what, what he's able to bring to the mix. But, you know, Marvin Wilson picked this spot over I'm guessing most every other NFL team because he thought there was a realistic chance he could get on the field. And I think he's someone that has played at a high enough level that he should believe that. And I think Tommy Togia is a fourth round pick is another guy that, that thinks he should have a good enough chance to at least get in the rotation. And then you've got the, the returning guys. Jordan Elliott is going to want to play more than he did last year. I, I think Andrew Billings is, is, especially with the movement you've had at the position, he should come in expecting that he should be a veteran that this team should rely on. Damian Square has made NFL teams year in, year out as a, as a solid player in this league. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of options at that position, maybe not the front end elite options that you want at that defensive tackle position, but the, the Browns have definitely attacked this position with numbers. And I would almost compare it to what they did last year at corner. You know, you flooded that position with a lot of options. And I think that ultimately you had a lot of injuries at that position, but you were able to survive at least, and manage it because you had so many bodies at that position in training camp. Any other thoughts on the weekend that was? Now, the rookies are still going to be here for a while. Uh, yeah. they, they still have work to do. Their offseason is officially over. They'll have a little break between uh, the off OTAs and mini camp and, of course, training camp. But they are here and they are in the building learning. So, I mean, they, they, a lot of work still to be done for those guys. Well, something that stood out and it was with our number reveals uh, uh, before minicamp was no single digits for these guys. Looks like they're we're, those are being uh, safely deposited for future use by players with some clout, I would say, on this on this team. So we'll see what it, what ends up happening on that front. But Greg 2.0, Greg Newsom's wearing 20. He's not wearing two. You know, the, there wasn't any any uh, negotiating with numbers and everything like that. So it looks like. We'll see how those evolve over this year, but maybe maybe more movement on that front for 2022, not 2021. Well, and, and you'll hear it coming up here in a few minutes, our interview with Demetric Felton, uh, the, our new running back. Uh, you know, we asked him about his number, and he said, eh, I was given that number. And, <laughs> and I, Tommy Togi, I was on Browns Daily. We asked him about his number, and he said, I was given that number. And, and the same thing with, with Hudson. You know, I, I have a feeling the rookies were given – a set of numbers to pick from and single digits were definitely not yeah, about. The only eyebrow raise, the only, the only weird one is uh, Owusu Koromoas wearing 28. I mean, that's the only one that is different than what he would have been able to do in previous years. That That's the only one. And it really, you know, it's not like a single digit or anything like that. It's not the high profile number. Maybe, maybe it's like a running backs number or something like that, or another, D, another DBs, but he, he looks like a, when you see him out there with that number, with the size, he looks like a very, large safety just because of that number you know but he is he is a linebacker so it's but the the number makes it uh, makes you do a double take there for a second yeah no question all right four of our draft picks four of our eight signed not really a big news 
deal, though, to get those guys signed. And it has everything to do with the salary cap and the rookie salary cap. Yeah, and then you're seeing already some some first-round picks are signing around the league. And, again, it's just the elimination of an off-season storyline pretty much. I mean, the, the, most of these guys you would expect to get locked up in, in the coming days and weeks. It's just a matter of procedural probably and getting getting things lined up from a paperwork standpoint. So uh, you've still got one day three guy left and then the day one and day two guys. So, I mean, it's, it, we'll, we'll, we'll be following it as, as it as it comes along, but it's always good to see the official – signing photo this is like they've got a couple more opportunities in their career to put the the hat on and and, and sign some paperwork so uh always good to see and, and good to make it official for these guys uh with the browns all right that is a look at rookie mini camp time now to hear from our running back that we selected in round number six of the 2021 nfl draft Demetric felton out of ucla he can he showed us a little bit of the speed last weekend in rookie minicamp he brings a lot to the table not just running the football but he set a ucla record for most receptions by a running back in a season he can return kicks he can return punts the browns with big plans for him have a watch and have a listen and here on the best podcast available happy to be joined by one of our new draft picks and new faces here on the 2021 cleveland browns Demetric felton running back out of ucla here in Cleveland, welcome to the Browns, Dimitri. Congratulations uh, on being drafted. Can you even talk about or begin to talk about what this experience has been from draft day to rookie minicamp and everything that's gone into a, a crazy couple weeks here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, every day is just I'm I'm still realize like still trying to realize that wow I'm really you know I'm really here I, I'm really able to have this opportunity. And it just means so much to me to be able to be here, be able to work hard for a spot is it just means everything to me. And I've been waiting uh, my whole life for this. So it's just an awesome opportunity. And Demetri, kind of run us through what you've been up to since the draft and kind of staying ready to go and, and getting in, in for Ricky Minicamp here. Yeah. So after the draft, you know, I was still training back home in uh, Los Angeles and you know, just getting ready to fly out to Cleveland. So just making sure I had all my travel arrangements ready and making sure I was up to par, you know, working out wise and staying in shape. So whenever I came out here, I was ready to go. Talking with Demetri Felton, the new running back for your Cleveland Browns. And what uh, what has the day been like so far? Day one of rookie minicamp. Obviously, you hit the field here in just a few minutes. But uh, mm -hmm. what's it been like since you hit the ground here yesterday? Yeah, so so far, you know, it's just meeting the staff, meeting everyone in the uh, in the building, seeing where everything is, and then it's just straight to meetings. You know, seeing what the coaches want to see out of you, learning the system, and just doing everything we can to show the coaches that we deserve to make the team. And, and what have you learned about the Browns since the Browns made you uh, their pick in the draft? Um, I I feel like the most important thing I learned is just how everyone here has the same goal you know everyone wants to win and you know last year they had a really great season and this year they're looking to you know make it further and go to the Super Bowl and you know they deserve to last year just you know a few mishaps happened at the end of the year but this year we plan on putting it all together to make it all the way so just learning about the history of the Browns and seeing how 
the shift has uh, been a good one. All right. Number 25. Why number 25? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I didn't really have a choice. But, you know, uh, one, the one guy I could think of who wore that number is Reggie Bush, someone I very, uh, you know, used, used to love to watch. So, you know, it's awesome to be able to wear a number that someone else represented so well. looking at even going back to your time in high school, you've always been a guy that does a little bit of everything, whether it's running the ball, catching the ball. What, why would you, why, why would, why is your career kind of followed that path? Is it just that you are, are good at all these different things or, or why have you always been doing a little bit of everything out there in the offense? Yeah, I feel like just my ability to uh, be good at multiple things is very valuable. Uh, anytime I'm on a team. You know, uh, I try to show that everywhere I go, that I can fill multiple roles and do multiple things. You know, first and foremost, I'm a football player, and I feel like that doesn't uh, single me into one position. I feel like that makes me very versatile, and just being able to go in different places and play them at a very high level means a lot to me. Obviously, you're running back, but you're also, mm -hmm. special teams-wise, kick return, punt return, and also – uh, a UCLA record for running backs, 55 receptions in a season. Next to running the football, what do you like to do best other than obviously scoring touchdowns and winning? <laughs> Next to running the football, uh, definitely I love to catch the ball. You know, being able to show my route running ability, uh, be able to create separation against defenders, catch the ball and, you know, get up the field and score more touchdowns. I love doing that. And Major, can I walk me through last year what your thought process was as you were getting close to the 2020 season? Uh, because that was a big year for you, even though it was six games. I mean, what what were you thinking as you kind of went, waited and waited, and, and how much did it benefit you that you actually were able to get on the field there? Oh, it, it benefited me a lot. You know, uh, my junior year, I showed a lot of my receiving ability. And the 2020 year, you know, I feel like I was able to show that I could do more than just catch the ball. That can take a lot of carries and, you know, be able to help my team that way. And so having those six games and being able to showcase that was uh, it was huge for me. Talking with Demetric Felton, running back from UCLA and your new Cleveland Browns running back, what sold you on going to UCLA? I would just say, you know, the proximity to home. You know, I wanted my family to be a part of my college career. And UCLA has a, is, is a great school, has a great campus, and they had a good football team. And so uh, it was really a no-brainer for me. As soon as I visited the campus, I was sold, and uh, I was loyal to them. What's it mean now? I mean, you, you, you talked about home location for college. You're, you're a long <laughs> way from there now. I mean, what's, what's that like, and, and how, what, how's your family reacted to, to this news? Oh, my family, they're just happy that uh, I'm able to chase my dreams. You know, this is something I've been wanting to do since I was very little. And being able to represent them in the NFL, you know, means the world to me and them. And so I, I don't have a problem with it. They don't either. You know, they're, they're going to be able to come out here and watch my games. So that was just something for college. You know, now you know, I'm a man and I have to travel. So it's no problem for me. 
And then what's it like coming into an offense where obviously there's a lot of talented guys, especially in your running back room with, with Chubb and Hunt, but it seems like the way they talk about you, it's like they've got a plan for what they want you to be able to do. And it's a lot of different things out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, seeing uh, all the great guys on this offense, you know, it's, it's very motivating and I just can't wait to learn from them. I can't wait to be in the same meeting room as them, see how they, go through films, see how they work out on the field. Like, I just want to learn and gather and apply it to my game and just soak up all the information that I can. And hopefully I'll be able to contribute. You know, I hope I can add something with my versatility to this offense. All right. We love your position, Coach. Stum Mitchell. Coach Mitchell is is one of the best guys that we, we have on our shows. And he's one of the more uh, outspoken guys. I know he's a big fan. What kind of impression has he made on you? But not just him, but Alex Van Pelt, your OC, and then uh, your the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski. What has it been like to work with those three here in the early going? Oh, it's been awesome. You know, just being able to learn from Coach Mitchell and all the other guys, like, it's, it's perfect for me. Just being able to pick their brains, seeing how I can get better in my game, you know, it's perfect. And then, Dimitri, what have you gotten to know about some of your fellow rookies out there? What, what do you like about this overall class? Oh, I just like how everyone's hungry. You know, everyone comes out here every day ready to work and they're focused. And that's just going to elevate the game of everybody. So being around guys like that, I just love it. All right. Tavon Austin, is that your favorite athlete? He, he was one of my favorites. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to watch his highlight before I walked out on the field every day. His because his uh um his college highlights, yeah, they were one of the best ever. And so just being seeing how he was versatile, he was in the backfield, he was catching the ball, he was catching uh punts and kick returns. Like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do everything. <laughs> and so being able to see that, see him do that, like I just wanted to be just like him. So. And have, have you gotten to know Mike Pre for much at all yet so far with, with what he, he maybe yes, has in store for you? Yes, sir, definitely. You know, I've been uh, meeting with him, talking to him before I even got drafted uh, when I met with Coach Prefer. Um, we had a great meeting. And, you know, I feel like we really connected. So when the Browns ended up choosing me, I was, I was super happy because I know he has a plan for me and that he's going to coach me up really well. Go, after going through the draft weekend, I know you probably had some teammates that, that are now across the NFL. UCLA has got a big family in, in the NFL. What, what, what kind of pride is, is, does that take from, from your end on, on being kind of a, a next kind of player from that school to, to make an impact in the league? Oh, it means so much to me because I know when I was at UCLA, I used to look up to those guys all the time and just seeing how they went. I went from seeing them at practice to them playing in the NFL and shining. And I, I want to continue that tradition, you know, of UCLA guys going into the NFL and making a huge contribution to their teams and to their cities. And so it means a lot to me. All right, we'll get you out of here with this. Demetri Felton running back for your Cleveland Browns, formerly of the UCLA Bruins. Big Star Wars fan, best Star Wars movie that exists currently. Currently, if you none of the new watch, ones. You watch new one, ones. Which one are you watching? 
I'm a huge fan of the prequels, more for the story, not because of how they executed the movie, but just the story of it. So I would say episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. All right. I, good to know. <laughs> There'll be a lot more Star Wars talk coming as we get a little further into training camp and we have you back. But I, I know you're yes, busy. Sir. We appreciate the time, man. We appreciate all uh, all that you're doing. And we wish you the best of luck here uh, in rookie minicamp this weekend and this off-season program. And look forward to seeing you not only in rookie minicamp, but obviously in training camp uh, in July. It is coming quick. Enjoy every minute of it. And congratulations on becoming a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Thanks to Demetric Felton for his time. And uh, the one thing, Gribble, that I've noticed in talking to all of these guys, great guys, great heads on their shoulders, smart. Uh, a lot of these guys, maybe a little, from a youth standpoint, they, they have a lot more wisdom than necessarily you would think about when it comes to their age and everything. Uh, very impressive gentlemen. Yeah, and it's interesting when you look at the this rookie class. It, it obviously the youth of the of two of the top three guys, Newsom and, and Schwartz. Newsom who just turned twenty one, Anthony Schwartz is still twenty. Uh, you see guys that hit the ground running at the college level. New, Newsom did something that most people don't do at Northwestern is three and done. Uh, that just hasn't happened very often uh, at that school. But then you see players like a James Hudson, clearly a late bloomer uh, at college, really only played one season, but it was late as as an offensive tackle at, at Cincinnati. And then a guy like Demetric Felton, we talked about it in, in his interview where he really benefited from going for that two, 2020 season as truncated as it was in the Pac-12 with only playing six games. So uh, a guy that did all, I think, four, four plus years at UCLA and kind of established himself and got better and better as the years go on. So it's getting harder and harder to put Andrew Barry and company in a box where they say they have a type because you've got another guy like Tony Fields, full career at Arizona, then goes to West Virginia keeps playing. I mean, these are players with long careers that maybe don't fit in the box. A guy like Richard LeCount, long established career, not the best measurables in speed because of the, of, of the motorcycle accident. Uh, in the thing. So again, don't, don't put Andrew Barry in a box with whether it's linebackers, whether it's youth, whether with the, the players, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a mixed variety and they're looking for the, the smart, tough, accountable players in, in all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, everything like that. And that's, that's what I saw with that Felton pick. Well, and when you look at Felton, it's a guy that Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt have to be ecstatic about. Here's a guy that can play anywhere on the field, offensively and on special teams. He could, he could be a guy that contributes as well. You know, we, we, so much is made about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson, but there is a place on this team for Demetric Felton, I think. Yeah, I, I believe so. And it's interesting because the, the skills he has as a wide receiver are clearly very valuable with the direction football is going. Look at what Jacksonville did at their rookie minicamp this past weekend. Their first round running back, Travis Etienne, only worked in wide receiver groups. And, and that's a guy that's pretty good at catching the football out of the backfield. But they're doing that with their first round running back, who's going to be their bell cow guy. Uh, that skill set is very valued. I think it's why Kareem Hunt has really the Browns are, are doing a little bit different with him than what he did with the Chiefs, but he's still more of your, a traditional running back that's just really good at catching the ball. I mean, this Felton is a guy that runs routes, knows knows the nuances of the position, and I, I think, again, can find a niche, can, can really compete with Dearness Johnson for that third spot, and, and we'll see how it plays out.
Well, and you can't underestimate. Let's go back to the coaching and the one-on-one. I mean, you got three days with Stump Mitchell, who's one of the best in the business when it comes to it. Uh, I mean, that's how you hit the ground running and, and getting that time and that one-on-one work uh, with him. And then I'm sure with Alex Van Pelt as well and, and learning the system and getting it down pat. So he knows what to expect here uh, when the veterans do report here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think he, he's got the – he clearly knows what he's walking into with Chubb and Hunt in that backfield. It's not like he's coming in thinking I could be the guy that's going to be getting 20, 25 carries. He knows his role. And I think that that also is going to kind of refine his focus on, on where he can make the biggest impact this year. I mean, look at, look at what uh, Donovan Peoples Jones did as a sixth round pick last year, bided his time with patience, the opportunity knocked with an injury. And then he, he found a niche in that offense and has kind of poised himself to be uh, an even bigger player this year. Yeah, no question. All right, so what is next for this team from an offseason standpoint? We know mandatory minicamp is slated for the week of June 14th. But what happens between now and June 14th? Because we basically have a month here before that week comes, and we think that's going to happen. A lot could happen uh, based on uh, between the NFLPA and, of course, the league itself. But a lot of days remain between now and that point. Yeah, you know, so right now the Browns and the rest of the NFL are in what's called phase two of the offseason workouts. And that's a one week period where there's like a bit of a ramp up in terms of what you can do with the players. I think now you can get coaches on the field with players. It's just not a, a pure football standpoint. I would say it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gradual escalation. Next week is what begins what you view as OTAs. And now clearly the, the big question mark is, can you do OTAs if, you don't have players in the building exercising their rights as, as treating these as voluntary. So we've already seen some teams have, have gotten full participation. Some teams are mid-level, some teams have very little. So we'll see how this evolves, but that you've got about 10 OTAs lined up between next week and when you have mandatory minicamp. So we'll see how that translates in Cleveland. I mean, this is an evolving thing where it's different with one team. It, it changes from one day to next with, with, with each team and, and levels of participation. But that's what the, the NFL calendar lays out. And, and we'll just see what the Browns are able to do in that period. And clearly the, the virtual stuff doesn't end. I'm sure that there's, there's continuous involvement with virtual meetings and everything like that. So these guys are staying on top of things. It's just the on-field component that could vary from team to team. Yep, exactly. Something that bears watching. It changes almost daily. So make sure yeah. – you keep it locked to clevelandbrowns.com and wherever you get your Browns news platform-wise uh, via the Cleveland Browns. I want to thank Demetric Felton for his time. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel for all of his hard work. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Make sure you log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. You can also check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Browns. We're back at it next week with another edition of the best podcast available. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.